We recently realized that we've been doing this show for almost two years and have rarely talked about modern rock and roll. That got us thinking. Is rock and roll dead? The airwaves and billboard charts are dominated by hip-hop and country artists. The biggest draws on the concert circuit are all getting older. So in this episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, we're going to talk about the current state of rock music and ask ourselves if rock and roll matters anymore. We're going to play some songs from some bands and share our thoughts. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, episode number 52. I'm Bruce Kramer, and I'm just 50% of the insight and entertainment that's going to be coming through your speakers right now, because I'm here tonight behind the mic with my co-host and very good friend, my brother from another mother, Mr. Ryan McCusker. Are you rocking? Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by Boldfoot Socks and McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. What's going on, man? No, man, coming off the World Series, you know, we didn't win the Phillies, you know, you know, obviously they didn't win the World Series, but we were there. It was amazing. The bar was electric. It was a great time. I, I, I am completely happy of the, 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 the whole turnout of the series. Like, I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, man, I went to uh, game five. And I think I was, I was texting you. I get down kind of early. I was sitting in the parking lot and I had the playlist that we talked about in yeah. our last show. I had it on the speaker, had my pickup truck, had the tailgate down, was all, you know, had did, all the tailgate stuff and was, did you get was, pumped up? Was blasting some tunes, man. It was a great playlist. So yeah, just like an American, just like an American should sit in a parking lot and blast out <laughs> metal, make everybody else listen to what I want to listen to. We were getting drowned out. Somebody had the full, um, like those portable karaoke speakers, like those big oh, ass, like three feet high. The guy had it on like a fucking hand truck. It was like, <laughs> music, but in my own little three feet circle around my truck where I was sitting, I could hear my music and I was happy. So it's a great, we put together a great playlist. We always put together a great playlist, but yeah, know. I, I, I just, I listen to all these songs and I, I, you know, I try to, uh, try to put something good together for us. Yeah. I had a friend sitting at the bar saying he was listening to our playlist when he was working out. I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. always nice when we get a compliment from somebody. So, I mean, shit, I, I don't care. We'll, we'll take the hate mail, too. But, you know, it's all it's all good. But, you know, one thing that we realized that uh, we didn't have on our playlist is a lot of newer music. And I think this has been on, again, this is another topic that's been on our, our list for a while. Like, is rock and roll dead? And I think it actually first started with... Uh, I suggested we should do a show like can Gary Clark Jr. say rock and roll? Yeah. Cause he's like one of the few like modern uh, rock and roll guys that I like. And then it's kind of sure. turned into this bigger thing. We're like, Hey man, let's just talk about his rock and roll dead. And, uh, I don't know. I thought maybe 
we start by just trying to answer that question now, and then maybe after we play the songs, we'll say, like, has our opinion changed a little bit? What does your opinion say? Is rock and roll dead, bro? I don't think it's dead. I think it's more, a buddy of mine said this too, and I asked him, he said it's more like when we were growing up, if somebody said they were in, they're a jazz fan, you know, you're kind of like, oh, you're into some like more obscure type of music. Yeah. It's still there. I think it's, I think it's hard as hell just to find it anymore. Like but rock and roll. Yeah. Like if I went, yeah. if I got in my car and I just want to put on like some rock and roll music, like on Sirius, I don't even know what channel to go to. You know, yeah. I know there's if, classic if you wanted, rock. Yeah. Yeah, classic rock. Right, there's classic rock. All this right? other shit. Right. I listen to lithium a lot for the 90s shit. But if I want to listen to, like, modern stuff, like, there's that Alt Nation station. It was like, but does that rock and roll? I, you know, it's just like, it's hard to find. I don't know. Like, is, is rock and roll dead? But is the term dead? You know, like, um, rock and roll. Now, like, rock and roll is, like, all over the place. It, it involves all kinds of different music. When rock and roll is just one thing, rock and roll. But now it, it's considered so many different things. I don't, I, and I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying, is pure rock and roll dead? It, it might be, man. Even out of all the artists that we're going to talk about, I don't know, whatever the playlist we put together has got. 40, almost 50 songs on it. And we're sure probably not, we're not going to get to all of them, but there's some stuff on here that there wasn't much that I was like, Oh, okay. This is, this is just straight up rock and roll. Like in my mind, what I say is rock and roll. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to a few things. Maybe I'll, I'll, you know, find something new and change my opinion. I don't think rock and roll is dead. I just think maybe the concept of it, everything's too safe now. Meaning like all the, the auto tune bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's too it's too simple now. Rock and roll used to be dangerous. Used to be a lot of things. A lot of a lot of the mistakes would become part of the songs. You know, and now it's like, oh, we're trying to make it sound like a mistake. I have that in my notes. It's something I was reading. Yeah, some of the stuff I was reading was saying that you know, like music reflects the times, and we just live in a very digital age where it's like really, really easy to clean up a mistake in something. So the sounds that get produced, the music gets produced, it, it is, it's very technological. You know, there's auto tune and drum loops and all that other shit. I mean, hell, you know, we're, we're two idiots and we're able to make a professional yeah. sounding podcast. You know, Absolutely. so it's like anybody can do it. So, and it's just kind of reflective in the music. Yeah. I, I, I could just see how anybody can make music from their computer, which is, is great, you know, but again, it's like, it seems like there's so much shit out there. Like you, there's no grasp in the, to it. It's just so much to it. There's you can't concentrate on one thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm out of touch when you say, "Oh, Machine Gun Kelly is the best rock and roll thing going on." I don't know what to think about that. I was wondering this too. Like if we were the age we are now when we were growing up, you know, in the nineties, would we look at the music and have the same opinion? You know, because at some point you just, I think at some point you just get to an age where you're like, I listen to what I listen to. And I'm just kind of like, I like what I like. Oh, I'm the same way. I mean, in my world, if it's not one or the other band, it's nothing. It doesn't, you know, I don't care about it. But you also have a different perspective in that. Like, you know, you're, you're either playing in a band, so you're learning yeah. other shit, or like 
you you're at the bar and you got the jukebox on and people are playing you know people are almost telling you what you're going to listen to to i know yeah, you yeah. have the kill switch it's kind of annoying certain shit but it's kind know. of it's not that bad uh, do people play a lot of newer newer stuff when they come in I, I guess so i don't recognize it to be new i just recognize it to be bad yeah i don't know exactly what they're playing but you know, through the World Series, there's a lot of weird songs being played. But then, like all these kids were playing um, Dropkick Murphy songs and Pogue songs. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's that. Like uh, they were playing a lot of punk rock songs. I think there's a little underground scene happening still of the blue collar punk rock thing. Man, interesting. I I find it is I'm if I want to listen to something new. I personally find myself, I'm going backwards, like further. Like oh, I've been yeah. listening to the 50 station on Sirius, like a lot. My wife and I both have been. And there's all kinds of stuff. They're like, oh, I, I heard it. I remember this song, my parents playing this. Or, yeah. You know, I just, uh, I go, I go mining backwards instead of looking for new shit on the radio. But that, you know, that might just be me too. No, it's me also. I, I try to dive into things from the past and then worry about oh, what's coming into the future. You know, there's there's a few bands that represent rock and roll pretty well. You know, but I don't know. When, remember when we were kids, it was like everybody had a band. It's like, you know, uh, Guns N' Roses was your band and, and his band was Motley Crue and his band was Van Halen. You know, you all stood like to, to your band like an army. The skaters and the metalheads would fight each other. Over, yeah. you know, like the shit that they wore and the patches on your jacket. Where that yeah. Was, you're and right, then man. We all, and then we all fight the jocks. Right, right. <laughs> um, even, you know, like, as, like, so we started talking about this over the weekend. And we were messaging each other. And I was telling you, like, I'm just looking for, like, some list of just who are, like, I didn't even know where to start. You know, who do I put on the list to talk about? And I was looking for, like, a list of top rock songs or top charts and shit like that. And it was like. I don't know, man. I must have been sitting on my computer for like a half hour looking, and I was like, dude, that, but that says a lot about the state of rock and roll that I can't even find the list of what's big. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's become such an underground thing, rock and roll is now. Like what we were, we were saying during the week, it's not even the Grammys. They don't even like televise the rock and roll category. It's like, right. we're so, we're so like not represent. Represent it at all? Any rock and roll? Yeah. What, what, what do we What do we have right now? We have the Foo Fighters. We have Green Day. We have um, Shine Down. You know, there. You know, there's just like the same old rock and roll bands around. The same old songs. And I forgot. I didn't put Green Day on the list, and maybe I should have. Because also they're, I mean, they've been around, like we were in high school when that album came out, right? So they, yeah, you know, yeah. so you're going on, they've been around for 30 years uh, and they're uh, still, you know, yeah. but they're still, they're still doing it, right? They're still making music. Which is and they're great. Still out they're, on the playing, road and, they're playing stadiums, like ballparks. They got to be doing something, right? I mean, I, 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 I see them being like, the band that's going to be talked about 20 years from now. If, if it, like, if there were people who were going to talk about punk rock, they're going to talk about green day, which is kind of sad, but you know, like 
down at the bar again. I tried to talk about punk rock to these kids, and they never even heard of some of these bands. They were like, oh, you ever hear? They, they said to me, Bruce, you ever hear of The Clash? Yes, kid. I heard of The Clash. It, it's it's pretty funny. Like the, I guess were we the same way, like being like that age and we thought we knew everything and it was new to us, so it was new to everybody else? Yeah, I mean, if I want to, if I'm a kid and I come across that and I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. I got to tell everybody about it. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of a cool moment. Like, I mean, like my daughter's had moments where she listens to, uh, you know, some song that she's been like, oh my gosh, do you know this? And I'm like, like I'm happy to see her experiencing what I went through here and this. Yeah. You know, like those moments yeah. where, like, I just, I totally remember walking into a music store and they were playing something from Social Distortion. It was from White Light, White Heat, White Trash. I remember stopping, just going. What is this? And just asking somebody working there, like, what is this? I need to have oh, it. Yeah. Like, just I've the had way so many times. Yeah. Like, and that's like one of the greatest moments of music when you're just like, fuck. What is this? Awesome. I love it. And I've had a couple moments over, like, doing the show where there's something that we talk about. And I'm like, dude, this is great. And I have never heard of this before. I, it's one of the things what I miss about the record store. You're, you're, you're in the store and you hear the overhead. And, you know, You've, that, that's how I always found new shit, you know, like I remember hearing, um, I remember hearing teen spirit in my local radio, in my local record store before it hit big. And I remember seeing the advertisements for it and everything like that, but that, and that's like when rock and roll needed something new is when like Nirvana came through, like rock and roll is pretty stale then. With like we were coming out of the hairband thing and mutant rock and roll didn't have an identity at really you know and uh, Nirvana was the perfect thing to come along and and you know stir things up. Something I read this week said that rock and roll has had a couple opportunities and they always shit the bed and fa- and burn out quickly. And I never really thought of this. It was like you had the early fifties. Right. So everybody was like, Oh my God, what is this? And then like Buddy Holly dies and you've got, you know, all the Altamont and all that other, the day the music died. Then you had like Woodstock and then you go through like the early seventies of all the, you know, ABBA and disco and it kind of fades away. The eighties, you got some stuff is cool, but you've also got the hair bands, Mm -hmm. you know, it kind of becomes a joke and then it peaks real quick with grunge and then it's kind of gone quiet again. So it's like, they have these couple moments where it's like, it's really important and everybody captures the world. And then it just kind of fades away. I Um, think what they called new metal was around for a good, like corn and limp biscuit. uh, Yeah. That was like, that's what I remember. Yeah. And it was like, that was like, that was kind of the the late nineties, early two thousands. You know, we were both wrapping up our time, spending in the music store and, yeah, that's when to me that's where I just I think a lot of that music was just shit. But I agree. I I really like corn, but you know. Yeah, you said that last episode. Um, another thing I read is said like, and it's kind of weird that uh, you know, suddenly uh, like old rock and roll albums suddenly become popular again because uh, somebody dies, right? Some some somebody the band passes away and they become really popular. They're all over the radio or. It's like nostalgia, like this article, I think it was from Vice, was talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack was like huge on the rock charts. Because, sure. Yeah, he tooled around on the cassette tape with all that old music. 
And that, I was that's like, a great that's a great soundtrack. It is, it is. Yeah, but it was kind it of being like, oh, it took that it took that kind of like tongue in cheek that the dude's kind of being a a nerd a little bit about his music to get oh, it yeah. back in front of people. I think it's like his guilty pleasure. You know, yeah. Like, I, it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I yeah, I love those movies. I do too. Yeah, another thing that I was thinking when I was putting the notes together is like, yeah, the uh, the stadium tour, the stadium circuit is full of all these old rock and roll guys, right? They're the yeah. ones that selling out the big stadiums, and most of them now, like, they're in their seventies. What happens in ten years when like the Stones and Springsteen and the Who and Roger Waters? They're all they're all going to be dead. As like, yeah, they're what, all going like, to be gone soon. What what is going to happen to Springsteen will live forever and Keith Richards will live forever. But like, yeah. what happens, man, when those guys are? Gone? I don't know. It's something in the future. I don't want to know. I I think rock and roll is in dire straits now. Like maybe I'm out of touch. I don't know. I don't know. But like, what I see around and what is considered. Rock and roll now from just the list that we put together and everything. There's a handful of bands on there, but then the other shit I just don't get. Yeah. So I, I tried to put, as I was putting the list together, I tried to go into it with a really, really open mind. Cause when I first started listening to it, I'm like, this sucks. This sucks. This, sucks. And I'm like, I don't want to be just like the cranky 46 year old dude who's just like, you goddamn kids don't know what you're talking about. I, I tried to really approach it with an open mind and there are, are a couple of things on here that I was like, oh, you know what, man? I actually really enjoy this. I like this. Um, and there's some stuff and I'm like, I know this is really popular. I, I don't get it. I, I just, you know. Is there a song you think right now that represents rock and roll? Yes. So the one uh, coming out of, coming out of order a little bit here, but yeah, I, you know what? The one band that I thought was on this playlist we put together that was just kind of straight rock and roll was Mammoth WVH. Uh, okay. Uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just thought that was, that was the, I thought the closest to just a rock and roll sound. Yeah. Um, he is very rock and roll. Sound. Yeah. He, he's like carrying the torch. Yeah. yeah here's, not of his father. I don't think he's carrying the torch of his father. I think he's carrying the torch of rock and roll. I, I mean, Dave Grohl is definitely the, you know, the yeah. number one supporter of rock and roll kind of thing. But here's Wolfgang. He's, you know, I don't know if he's even 30 yet, you know, and he won, he, I, he won the Grammy last year for, for a uh, best rock and roll album was, was the mammoth album. Here, I'll, I'll uh, we've been talking for a couple minutes. Here's a uh, epiphany from mammoth WVH. Uh, w yeah. The, here's epiphany from mammoth WVH. I really like that, man. And I, yeah, I like it. I'm trying to separate it from, oh, I'm going to listen to something from Eddie Van Halen's kid. Cause I'm I, totally, that's not fair. I'm totally separating it right now. I'm like thinking in my head, what if this wasn't uh woofy? If this was another band, I questioned myself, would it 
anybody care to start out with? Or, you know, if his maybe if his image was different, he'd be a lot bigger. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems it's like almost like he's buckling, went, under, he's buckling under the weight of like, you know, because you're inevitably going to judge him against him. Right. And all the Beatles kids, they like all of oh, those yeah. guys went through that, too, or uh, Bonham's kid or. Yeah. You know, all any any of those people. I mean, I think there's a lot of pressure on Woofy. There's yeah. definitely going to be some kind of um, Eddie Van Halen tour tribute tour. It's going to happen. And he's yeah. he, he's the final say of everything. You know, just seeing him at the Taylor Hawkins concert rip his dad's songs so naturally, it was awesome. It was great. He's a great face for rock and roll. Yeah, but, I, know, I agree. Um, I've, seen, I've seen him in concert open up for Guns N' Roses, and I had to answer, question myself, would anybody care if it wasn't Eddie's kid? Would they even be up there? Yeah, I had a hard time with myself because I fa- I found their show a little boring. Really? Yeah, I found it boring. Okay. I mean, it, it was it was fun for like the first like three or four songs, and then it just got repetitious, and you know, it was just okay. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I tried to approach all this stuff thinking like, what would younger me would I would I enjoy it? You know, if I was twenty five, because some of this stuff, yeah, you know, they're just saying it about like. Uh, subjects that I'm just not, you know, hey kids, we're doing this, or, you know, like the rebellious kind of shit. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just not at that stage of my life anymore. Um, you know, okay. There's one thing. Let's, where does your notes start, Bruce? Uh, if my notes started with, so Mammoth was pretty high up, but I was saying like just a kind of maybe, I don't know, bands that are popular or shit like that. Um, I put the Foo Fighters on here. I don't know if we need to play shit from them i'd rather hear i'd rather hear examples of what is considered rock and roll now like let me hear let me hear something from that machine gun kelly i know i know none of his music i just know him being tommy lee in that movie okay all right so let's just get out of the way that then kind of like the foo fighters the chili peppers green day jack white there's kind of those guys that have been around for a long time they're still making music i like every one of those groups um so Cool. We're just acknowledging that they're here and they're making yeah. music and we're going to move on. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so comic book guy doesn't, doesn't write us in. So Machine yeah. Gun Kelly. Um, Machine Gun Kelly is a dude that I played, I don't know, like somebody, I, I just read somewhere that they, he's popular. One day I was doing something over the summer and I just put it on my phone and I was kind of digging it. I was like, all right, I, I like this. Here, here's a little bit. This is, uh, my ex's best friend. So I really like that. Really? Yeah, I, mean, I think it. I think it kind of straddles. Like it's got a little bit of hip hop to it and a little bit of rock and roll. It has too much going on, man. There's too much. Like there's too much to offer. There's too much offering going on. If it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little okay. bit of that. It's. It's. I can't concentrate on it at all. The okay. only thing I can concentrate on is the auto tune. 
It's so fucking clear as day. I can't get past it. And it's just, I, I oh God, where would these bands be without auto tune? Where would he, where, what's that other kid's name? We're, we'll talk about him probably, that post Malone guy. Yeah, I don't have him on here, but. Oh, yeah. dude, like, this, they're nothing without auto tune. That one fucking share song, man, in the late 90s just started. It, like, it was like the first one to have auto tune. It seems like Machine Gun, Machine Gun Kelly is a rock star slash celebrity. Like, does anybody give a fuck about his music or does they only care about who he's with at the moment? Like, it, it's. Okay. I, we're, we're on completely, completely different opinions of this one. This is cool. That's fine. I, I liked it. I remember when, when I was listening to it in the garage, I remember when my, my son walked outside and he was like, Are you listening to Machine Gun Kelly? Like it, he was, he was shocked that I was listening to it. And I was like, yeah, it, I'm reminds, kind of this. it reminds me of Justin Bieber, bro. See, I thought it was more like some of his stuff. It reminded me more like new metal kind of, kind of stuff, just a beat to it. Just but. from that, just that song, the example that you played for yeah. me, it sounds like a boy band. Okay. Dude, that was sounds- that was the uh, top streaming rock and roll song of 2021. That's fucking according unreal. to Billboard. So, I, hey, I'm hey, too man, old. It's, it's all good, man. That's that's why we're doing this. So, you know, I, I I just you know I I guess there's a whole young crowd out there that digs this motherfucker. You know, I I, I, I don't okay. get it. All right. Well, dude, I, and I love that we just had completely different opinions of it. So, because um, there's so much music that we both are just like, you'll see him out. in the, you're going to see him in the fucking Super Bowl this year. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say you're going to see him in the electric chair in an hour and a half. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I'm going to keep rolling. So here's another band to my, my son, my youngest. So I, I asked all three of my kids, what do they listen to? And I also emailed, I messaged a friend of mine, Dan in Boston who goes to a ton of rock and roll shows, but he's into more like indie rock. So I was picking all their brains. I was like, what do you listen to? And my youngest, his 14, he loves the band Imagine Dragons. I mean, he's been like, if I had, uh, he's like, if I have a wish to go see somebody in tour, that's who he wants to go see. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and I was like, and I told him, I was like, yeah, dude, they're probably going to like, he likes almost all the music we send to the electric chair. Like to the well, point that, like, if know. I'm driving him somewhere, he asks me to put on the show and forward to the electric chair, and he's like, "No, I love that song." <laughs> um, uh, so he's, sorry, little dude. So he he really really likes Magic Dragons, and I'm also kind of like, and to me, they're kind of like they've been around for a while. They've been like around for like ten years. Coldplay on Red Bull or something. I don't know. Yeah, they've been around for a while. They're huge, man. They they sell a lot yeah, of. Yeah, they're huge. Can we play something by them? Yeah, here's this is Believer. This is one of the more popular songs. Okay. The master of my CEO. I was broken from a young age, taking my soak into the masses, writing my poems for the few that look at me, took to me, shook at me, feeling me singing from heartache, from the pain, taking my message from the veins, speaking my lesson from the brain, seeing the beauty through the. I think I think Maroon Five has a lot to do with the sound of these rock and roll bands that are coming out. Like that sounds like Maroon Five to me. We have them to blame for all this shit, man. 
it's like yeah, it's fashion little, rock. It's like yes, fashion yeah. rock. It's little. There sounds a little bigger than um, Maroon Five. It just got a fuller sound to it. But I I see what you're saying, man. Yeah, it was like it's like if Coldplay had a little bit more balls to them. You know, it's like a little bit more yeah. like Coldplay's got a very thin kind of sound. Um, I don't. There's nothing like I don't hate it. I'm just kind of like. I'm not the audience that they're going after. They're going after somebody my kid's no. age. They're not going after 45, 46-year-old, yeah. uh, you know, uh, dude I, who grew up on Zeppelin. Yeah. I mean, but, like, again, like, maybe we weren't planning on talking about, like, Maroon 5, but there are, like, uh, a level of somewhere someone wants to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't have them on the they, list. Yeah, we didn't have them. They're, like, a big, and they're a rock and roll band, right? And they're another band that's been around for 25 years already. Like, they've been they around for a while. Me, they remind me of Sugar Ray. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, uh, Sugar Ray was like... Sugar Ray, though, was... We're getting off topic, but they were really, really heavy. And then they, they made that one song. Yeah. And they completely changed their, their image, which I totally get, man. Dude, if you're trying something and it's not working Heck and yeah. you, you hit gold, you cash in with that. You know, people yeah. called them sellouts. So like, they're not sellouts, they're smart. No, absolutely. In this business, fuck yeah, man. Sure. You got to jump on the gravy train, wherever, whatever, you know, any angle you can get. Right, right. But and that's you, off topic. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. We could talk about them. A but whole other. Maroon Five with, the, with weren't they the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah, and he's taking his shirt off, and we can't get Bon Jovi up there, but we got him. We got him. What the fuck? We can't get Metallica up there. Did he? Do you read all that stuff with him too? Like, no. Text. He was. He was cheating on his wife and he was texting a girl. He was sleeping, like, I'm going to name my, my kid with my, I'm, my wife's pregnant and I'm going to name the kid after you. Kind of like he was, he was real, you know, he's let's hear scumbag. it. Well, he's not a scumbag. He's a shit bag. Shit bag of the week. Shit bag of the week. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, um, yes. What's his name? Adam, Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Adam Levine. I don't yeah. know. It's Adam Lambert name. was a guy saying with Queen. You, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll take that kid over him any day. Um, the thing that I'm ashamed about this dude from Maroon 5 is that he's a huge fish fan. Is he? Yeah, dude. He's so fucking lame with his like tattoos that he has. Somebody said he, he looked like a uh, Chipotle takeout bag when they draw uh, all over it. He looks like a Gap ad. <laughs> um, Imagine Dragons was also uh, Billboard's top rock artist of the 2010s. That was like the last like big right. age group I could find of artists, and they were the biggest. So, I guess right. so. I've heard uh, definitely heard of them, and I know their stage shows are huge. And yeah, I hear they're up, awesome. I wind it. They come around, man. I'll take my kid. If my kid feels that strongly about it. I was like, dude, I'll take you. You know, I like, hear their live shows are fucking great. Yeah, I was like, yeah. If you yeah. feel that strongly about it, man, rocker, you like. I tell them all the time. I was like, you like what you like. And just because I'm making fun of it doesn't mean I don't respect that you like it. You know, I, I'll never knock on you. I'll never, I'll never dunk on you for liking something. So we're just going to wait 20 years later until you realize it sucks. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, all right. Here's a song. This is a band called Mainskin. And it's a song called Beggin that I, I don't remember what the fuck I was looking at that I found this band. I, I was looking all over the place for artists and I didn't forget where they came from, but I, um, I really like this song, and it reminded me a lot of uh, 
the band Live from Mental Jewelry. They're like a sure. they're an Italian glam band with some funk sound to it. I, I'll play a little bit of it. I was I really like this. Okay. Zombie. I was digging it. That's just, fucking rocking. Dude. I liked it, man. It was like it's not real heavy, but it was What's like the it name just, of the band? Main Skin. Like great a- fucking M-A with like sound. a thing over it. N e s k i n. Yeah, they said they're Italian, and I was like, whoa, shit, man! It totally sounded like some like early nineteen. Um, yeah, I, I, that was one of the bands. I'm like, all right, man, I'll I'll check out the rest of their stuff. I'm in. I'll definitely check out the rest of their stuff. Yeah. Their sound is fucking great. Yeah, it was cool. Um. All right. Well, there's something we agreed on that we both liked. Uh, yeah, I definitely think they're keeping it alive. I'm yeah. going to ch- check out a couple more of their songs. Yeah, and they said I, I liked that they were described as a glam band. I'm like, there's not many of those still around. You know, like I don't have like Steel Panther on the list, but they're still, you know. No, but they they may like say glam in the way like of the New York Dolls was of like Johnny Thunders. Yeah. You know that kind of not like CC Deville glam. Right. Right. Like Bowie. Bowie glam. Yeah, I'm not comparing them. Right. I'm not comparing them to Bowie. It's just, you know, people before somebody writes in. Um, Who else did I have in this top tier? The band Ghost. I know you don't like them. We talked about them a little bit in the Shock Rock episode. Um, I'm just not impressed. I've seen them in concert. I gave them a shot and I think they're they're overrated. Who who did you see them open for? Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. So if I if I went to that, and I I told this story in the Shock Rock episode. If I walked in, you know, uh, I knew the name. I saw the the what they looked like, and I thought it was going to be heavy as shit. And right. when I heard it, I was like, "Whoa, this is not." It sounds more like that song we just played. That's how I heavy. felt. I felt like this is with Repusette and metal right now. Everybody keeps on telling me about this ghost thing. And he comes out and he fucking sounds like the guy from the killers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Which is another band I should have had on this list of killers. You know, they're all right. A modern. Yeah, they're okay. They're okay. But like a modern kind of arena rock sound. But, but that's what like ghosts sound like to me when he came out singing. Yeah. Like they, they had like a, you know, a, a melatonin kind of sound, like very cool. But then he, he, I'm waiting for some fucking metal fucking come out. And again, I hear some kind of fucking Justin Bieber fucking sound come out of the guy. So they're kind of victim then of their own marketing that the hype has gotten so big. Oh, that yeah. You expect, like, I was thinking this Pantera Slayer kind of thing. And then I was like, oh, this is just like hooky, poppy kind of shit. Here, I'll play something from one of their newer albums. This is called Spillways.
it's got um the bass has got that real like twangy yeah, sound, like a like yeah. an anthrax kind of bass. Right? Sound. No, it's driven. Like the song yeah. has a driven thing. But then, like, what's up with that falsetto part that is yeah. down there? And there's so a lot weird. of um. There was just a lot of like church imagery in those lyrics, like talking about like yeah. benediction. Uh, that's his whole. It. Yeah, that's his whole gig. He gets dressed up as a priest or whatever yeah. he does. It, it's almost like they're trying too hard. But know, that's like they're, how they're I always felt. That's how I always felt about them. Like, wow, they're really trying too hard. Okay. Um, like I always, I always felt like Slipknot was trying too hard. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And this band is just not slip, not, not as good as a band as Slipknot is to start out with, but like they're a fucking gimmick. Yeah. So you know, I, I don't, just a gimmick. I don't like Slipknot as too heavy for my taste. And these guys, um, I don't know. I just, I, I like their music. I agree that I think they're trying too hard. I think they were coming. I, I go see them just for whatever the spectacle is going to be. Um, I was really disappointed. Okay. I went I went and said, let me go look at the merchandise while this band's playing. I was so disappointed. Everybody, I'm like, all right, here comes this band. It's gonna yeah, be the, you said the that savior of rock and roll. Here's the savior of rock and roll, and it's and it's dude going falsetto, like not okay. even cool falsetto. Right, like Just, King Diamond falsetto. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um do you like the band Muse? Do you know them at all? Yeah, I like them. They're okay. Um, I think they're rocking. They play, um, they've been around for a while and they play some really big, like they played like the Wells Fargo Center here, like where the, the oh, Flyers sure. and the Sixers play. Sure. And I, I couldn't get tickets the last time they came around. I like it was sold out. And I was yeah, like, man, they're I, like, I, I like them. Um, I just I had didn't expect very, them to. No, go ahead. I had their very first album when it first came out. Yeah, it was good. It, it's, yeah. like it's, it's a little electronic, but it's also pretty rocking. Um, yeah. And they, they've got another album out. We'll play a little bit of that. Here you go. This is uh, You Make Me... F- what is this? All right. You Make Me Feel Like It's Halloween. The poison, are you the cure? I'm not so sure. That was Muse. Yeah. Wow. That I something totally different sounding than the rest of their stuff that I've heard. That was really weird. I didn't, I don't I don't think I liked that. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was um. It sounded like it should have been a nightmare before Christmas. Yeah, and that might have been. Do you know what I mean? I like a lot of this stuff. I looked. I went to their newest album and then pulled up what is one of their best, uh, most popular songs. Right. So maybe because it was also Halloween that that song was called Halloween that maybe that maybe. was really big. Who knows? I mean, they have a bunch of songs I do like, but they're like a new product of a new wave. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. It's like they're they're more new wave than they are rock and roll. Yeah, you know, and I'm not going to keep scrolling this shit because I I have to, I have to run the run the computer and and write things down at the same time. It was a good nice idea. And I'm like, oh, I should keep track. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Something um, else you got to do. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point, man, that they are kind of like mo- like modern new wave kind of music. That's kind of their sound. That's a good That's a good point. Um, all right. Uh, what else I got? All right. So 
So I also, at one point, I went into Rolling Stone, and I pulled up the list of the top albums of the year so far. And it ranked them by, like, the score that they got. Mm-hmm. So, and then, uh, you know, it has, like, uh, you know, it'll say, like, Lizzo. And then next to it, it'll have, like, a genre, like, hip-hop or whatever. So I just typed in the word rock. And I, the highest-ranked band, or the band that uh, is classified as alternative rock, with the highest score is a band called Willow. And I was like, okay, cool. And I wrote it, I put it on the list and I went back today and I was listening to it and I was kind of figuring out who it is. Let me play the song first. Okay. This is a Will Smith's kid, Willow. (laughs) Yeah. Right. What you just did with your face is, yeah. This is best rock song. Alternative rock album. What the fuck is she? Is it? I don't know. Is it a female, male? It's so Willow Smith is Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith daughter. She had that oh, with, with my hair song like 15 years ago. Oh, is this this is the, this is the yeah. same one? Oh well. And so she's in a band, and this was for some reason Rolling Stone classifies this as alternative rock music, I mean, and this was the voice. highest. It's awful. I don't like... It's probably not bad, but when I step into it saying, okay, cool, this is alternative rock, and this is what I hear, I'm kind of like, what? This isn't alternative rock. Do you remember when Jada Smith had a metal band? Yeah. Oh, yeah! Oh, dude. Yeah, hang on. Let me pause this. Let's turn this off. We're talking about... Dude, I... We have to, at some point, do a show on when celebrities make... Bad uh, music. Make albums, like the Bruce Willis and... All that, you know, all those celebrities that came out with band, like Steven Seagal has a fucking album out, all that stuff. Oh, it would be great. Um, I forgot when she was in that metal band. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. So that's her kid. And, uh, it sucks. Yeah. I was like, if it I'm was trying pop- to be positive about like what's coming up, but that I, I alternative, like, right. Alternative means the cure. Right. If it was on like Nine when I was, else. if it comes on when I'm like in the mall or I'm like, I don't know, like I'm waiting to get a massage or something. Like that it's that kind of music. It's just background shit. It's nothing it that sounds I'm like, like a song that should be in a sneaker a sneaker. Right, right, right. Like, like in a, you go into fucking old navy and it's playing or something. That's what it sounds like. Like an old navy commercial. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. No good. Um The band The Hold Steady. I don't even remember that why the hell I put them in this top. I never heard of them. Oh, yeah, so the Hold Steady is like a alternative rock band. Um, I might be, I've heard of them a couple times, but I also am a little, um, I'm a little biased because one of the things where, uh, Springsteen does that radio show on his own right. channel and he talks about like shit that he listens to all the time. And he mentioned this as a band that he really liked. And I checked it out and I really dug it. So here's, uh, yeah. this is a song called Sequestered in Memphis by the Hold Steady. Right here in Memphis 
I like that. I think it's rock and roll. It's got some some organ in there. Um, Rem- it reminds me of the Counting Crows. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. His voice is a little deeper, a little fuller. It's a different kind of sound and just like sounds like a poet more than a songwriter. Yeah, it doesn't have that real thin, you know, there's no autotune on it. It's not overproduced no, it's, kind of yeah, shit. It's yeah. just like a it well, definitely just, it definitely sounds like something an older man would think is 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 still rocking. Which is why I like it. Yeah, like you know, you're always gonna be older than me. So uh, just point that out. A, thank you. Um, yeah, man, I just, I dig it. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that, uh, you know, as much as I'm a huge Springsteen fan, uh, a lot of the stuff that he mentions on that show that he listens to, I was like, all right, man, you're just, you're that guy who's just bragging about all the obscure shit you listen to. Cause some of it's just, yeah. like, it's just not good. Um, you just think you're smarter than everybody else. And I'm sure you are, but that was a band that I was like, all right, man, I, I really dig it. I liked it. Um, no, it was cool. You know, very earthy sound. Yeah, Earthy is a good, that's a good point. All right. I have the next category that's called boring shit that all sounds the same. And so I had a whole handful of groups in here. So here, there's a band called The Neighborhood that, um, I guess they were popular. I really wish I would have written down where I came up, where I found all these names. Um, they're do they in the, on, do they go on tour with The Weekend? No, they're actually on, <laughs> they're on tour with a band called The Maria's. And the uh, one dude in the band actually just got thrown out for sexually assaulting the singer for the band, the Maria's backstage of the show. Oh, wow. So they're wow. kind of like, they're also, uh, you know, that guy. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> bag of the week. Yeah, no. dun, dun, this did dun. absolutely nothing. For, you know, I'll, just, I'll stop interjecting my opinions here. It's called Sweater Weather. That's on like a rock and roll list. Yeah. Okay. So bizarre. So that um that sound with like the uh it's got a little bit of a drum machine behind it and it's got a shit ton of reverb on the vocals. Yeah. That is so wait, I'm gonna keep here's Skin and Bones by Cage the Elephant. They're also they're really popular. I know who they are. Yeah, yeah. we we uh, we trashed them in another episode, but Same. Sounds like Everlast. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know? Uh, it's the same, like, there's a drum machine and there's a ton of reverb. Uh, I have some more examples of this. So here, Arcade Fire. This is uh, the Lightning 2. I 
it sounds I like interesting. It. It's okay. I like that. It's I like, like I I like them. They've been around for a long time. Yeah, like the they've been around Fire. for like twenty years. Yeah, it feels like almost like when they're producing it, like the top and the bottom is just lopped off, and it's real. Yeah, I think that's the sound. That's how records are supposed to sound now, because people listen through those shitty fucking little yes earbud yes. things. Dude, you're fucking. You've been an insightful motherfucker today. Like that's hey, a. I'm I'm here to I'm here to talk. <laughs> that's um. You're right, man. Like we're saying that um. You know, the music reflects the times and everything sounds so clean. Like you just don't hear a lot of dirty, like that blues guy I sent you today. We'll talk about him yeah. a little bit later. Like when something sounds dirty now, you're like, Oh my God. It's so like, you're used to that. It's yeah. so in the middle of the, the, the meter. Um, I, I, I have like 20 other bands that all sound like, uh, the band soccer mommy. Somebody told me to really listen to put that know. on. All right, here you go. If I like, if I went out somewhere and I had to listen to that live, I would get angry. What's the name of that band? Soccer Mommy. Soccer Mommy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I it's like um, it's just I it, didn't hate it. I, you know, I it definitely has some kind of Cure sound to it. And I I fucking hate the Cure, so I think that's <laughs> part of my I think that's part of my my problem is um. That like a lot of this indie music has got that same kind of vibe to it. Like they used to call it like shoegazer music, right? That you put sure. your head down, and you would stare at it. And I find this stuff just fucking annoys me. Yeah, and, and I, I, I can I see know. why. I can see why it's very, very downer. It's a, it's a, it's a Debbie Downer song. It sounds like it. Yeah, and it's like a lot of the stuff now. It's like I'm at the point in my life where I'm, when I'm doing research for the show, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm working. You know, and right. I put the I put the music on, and I'm you know, there's some stuff when I sit down, I very consciously I put the headphones on, and I'm not doing anything else, and I listen. But there's some shit I'm like, I'm just doing other stuff. And I said this about the Clash when we were doing the thing on London Calling. There was like one song that was real kind of like mellow, and I was like, and I told you like I just got so angry, and I was like, I, I, I got shit to do, I can't even listen <laughs> to this. And you were even like, we don't have to talk about it in the show. And I was like, no, 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 like, and I find some of this music is the same way that it just kind of like whatever mode i'm in and i'm like i just got to get shit done for work and it's just annoying me but it but this kind of shit rock and roll like we've been listening to it's it's like easy listening compared to what rock and roll we grew up on it definitely but doesn't have that edge that, there's no know. edge to it yeah there's there's no uh to it right and again i i think the edge is also knocked off in the production where they're they're cutting off that yeah, everything the, sounds the, the so drums fun. are in a real oh. like there's no you know the different the different pitch and different types of drums it's just it's all just like kind of like chopped off and it's very it's very thin. narrow down and soundly thin yeah i i'm with you bruce i'm I with have, you i had one other this is called a band this is a band called the fontaines dc and this is the song called jackie down the line in the morning when i can't see those failing I can't find a good word for you Does it 
I wrote really, that. Yeah, go ahead. I said I just wrote shitty Morrissey next to my. Yeah, notes. yeah, I heard Oasis. Yeah, that Roy. Yeah, Roy. there's a lot of these songs. There's no you chorus like, either. They just sound fucking... like they. You sound like they're on the fucking chorus line for Oliver. <laughs> Yeah, yes, they do. Yeah, all that stuff. So that that ends my boring shit that all sounds the same category. And I'm like, it's largely boring. It sounds the same. Like, does, like yeah. Arcade Fire, I, I do like them. Yeah. And I put them in there, maybe a little tongue in cheek. But some of this other shit, I was like, none of that does anything for me. There's no edge to it. There's no danger. Right. There's nothing. Everything's so fucking safe with this auto tune, man. Everybody's playing the safe. Nobody wants to be like experimental, like like how Guns N' Roses was. Like, let me screech the highest I can in this fucking microphone and make it sound as metal as I can. Not now it's one- like, let's make it sound clean and right. safe. I, some of that, I mean, we did the blues episode. We were talking about the guys putting like a, like a, a fucking switchblade over the guitar strings to make a sound, right? Like that danger. Yeah. Yeah. They're, there's no aggression to it. There's, there's, I feel like there's no passion to it. And I think that's a, a big thing that rock and roll is based around is passion. I, I almost feel like we, I don't know if we could do a whole episode on this, but like why auto tune was the fucking dagger in the heart of modern music. You know, it's like we played it like, I don't know, like Jay Z has a song about like how auto tune killed music. Does he really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. I gotta listen to that. But it's just, uh, yeah, dude. It's just, it's no good. Auto tune is the worst thing that ever happened to music, next to electric drums. Yeah. 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 The drum machine. Like, sure. That whole. I'm not electric drums, but the drum machine per se. Yeah, because it just sounds inauthentic. It just sounds shitty. Remember all those albums that they put like electronic drums to back in the day? Prodigy and all that other garbage that came out yeah. in the late nineties. Remember all how that DJ shit was big? Yep. Like in the nineties, like uh that boy Slim. Mm-hmm. Uh all right. I have the next category. Maybe we'll do one more category and we'll we can take a break. I just I called it loud shit that all sounds the same. <laughs> so there's like there's a there's like a lane of modern music, like um heavier stuff that and I I don't quite understand. I can't figure out what it is about them. But it all has the same. I think it's the drums. Okay. It all sounds the same. So, uh, first is a, I have a song by a band called AJR called Bang that again, my youngest really, he was playing it every time I got in the car with him this week. He was like, let me play this so you can talk about it on your show. All right. And be like, it, okay. I'll save my judgment. Like I'm gonna puke Cause my taxes are due Do my password begin with a one or a two Been a hell of a ride But I'm thinking it's time to grow Metronome Man, I'm up to something Booty la do thank you all for coming I hope you like the show Cause it's on a budget So ooty la do yeah Come on, here we go, yeah Come on, here we go So put your best face on Everybody pretend you know this song Everybody come hang Let's go out 
So exactly. I should, right. I should have had that. I should have had that in the category with Imagine Dragons. Cause to me, I'm like, that's the same thing. I, I the, the whole song part of it sound like an Eminem song to me. Yeah. Like it bounced. Yeah. Like to a point. But then like the guys, is he singing? Is he rapping? Yeah. I know that the auto tunes all over that fucking shit. Yeah. I, I can't had, help but hear it. It, I it had, sounds like a fucking like a drag. Yeah. I had that in the wrong category. That should have been I should have played that right after Imagine Dragons, because that's like Imagine Dragons with like yeah. a bigger a bigger bass sound. Yeah. Right, what, what's know, the name of that band? AJR. Yeah. Well, you could tell your son that they suck. Yeah. Okay. Tell Dude. him that sound that Uncle Maybe Ryan I'll, just, I'll cut that I'll cut that little piece out. <laughs> I'd go get him right now. He's downstairs. Um all right, all time low. This is a song called Monsters. Another day, another headache, and it's hanging over a hotel. Getting used to the rhythm. Yeah, I know this beat too well. Total visions, got a feeling. You're the only one I see. But I know what's missing when I'm swimming in my lonely luxury. It's it's too dance. There's too much dance uh, to it, dude. To for be rock and roll. There's something with his with the voice, like uh, I don't know if it's the tone at which he's singing, but there's like a lot of bands that sound exactly like that to me. I thought he sounded like that Jarrett Leto band, whatever the hell they're called, Mission to Mars or Five Seconds, seconds of Mars, whatever the fuck they're called. Uh, what, I that's what that it, that, that's what they remind me of. We could talk about them being a, a newer band. Thirty Seconds of Mars. Yeah, I mean, friend of mine, friend of mine from high school was the bass player in that band. You told, yeah, I remember you yeah. saying that with Jordan Catalano. Yeah, from My yeah. So Called Life. Yeah, uh, Matt Walker was the who's the bass player, but That's yeah, dude, cool. it's a. Um, here's Rise Against. I think Rise Against sounds a lot like the band we just played. I I like Rise Against. But yeah, they've just, been around for a long time. It sounds it sounds kind of like the same shit. Let's hear it. Nope. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, Bruce. I'm I'm trying not to to, to hate on that shit. Again, I don't know like the, what if, I don't know what I think about that. I feel like the drums are in a really narrow like channel. I, I I'm not a producer, so I can't figure out like the instruments if, are they, they're like they should be more like there should be more going on there should be more there should be louder see i feel like i feel like there's too much fucking going on like uh, how can i explain but I, but I but i i know what you i think i know what you're trying to say but it's like it's more compressed it's like on top oh, yeah. of each other that's, more like that's if, just saying that's another topic 
that I'm trying to, yeah, it's very compressed. Everything there's something, there's something, there's something with the engineering behind it that like, if you just let that go and if it was like a, a wider sound and all over the place, it might sound it's like a program. It's like a certain program. They dude, I'm like, we, I think I nailed it tonight. They're targeting to make music sound good on those little, I hey, dude, things. that's and you said that, and I was like, "That's brilliant." And we just moved on. I'm glad you said it again because how many episodes we, you know, almost every episode, especially with his older music, we're like, "Dude, put the headphones on." You know, I, I'm wearing a fifty dollar pair of headphones. Like, you yeah. don't need something. You don't need bows or beats. Something kind of decent, and you hear so much cool shit. And I'm not hearing any of that. What we're, not talk, what we're playing right now, right? Not in the head. When they make these albums, they have to have that in their mind, like. People are going to listen to this on these earpods mostly or whatever version they have. You know, like nobody wants to carry around the, the big headphones beats anymore or anything like that. Everybody just wants to hear things on their earpods. Yeah, that's all people have time for. And also, I think it's also the medium by which you're listening to it, right? Everything is streaming. Like I found something today. They said that uh, only 10% of music now, like the sales are like people buy CDs. So the digital shit is like it's a lower quality sound. So it's got to be totally. It's got to be in a na- a more narrow lane. Okay. We just fucking we just fucking solved it all. Hey. So now. between the so between you heard the, it here first between the auto quality of what's coming out of your computer and the device that you're listening to it, it's just shitty. So they're right. just gonna they're tailoring it to to sound good in that medium. Wow. wow. We. We, I think we're on to something, Bruce. That's a fucking second level insight right there. No, dude, I, I really do. I think you're right. It's just, yeah, it's catering to how it's being listened to. It's like, you know, I don't know. I think we should take a little break and move on to like some of the some of the heavier stuff, some heavier, heavier stuff, stuff that's out. Yeah, man. All right, man. So you want to? We'll take a little break. Yeah, uh, man. All right, stick around. We'll be back. So, a good pair of socks, or like a tattoo, a psychologist, or diversity. A good pair of socks are like a tattoo, a psychologist, or a divorce attorney. Good ones ain't cheap, and cheap ones ain't good. That's why we're so excited that Prism to Rock and Roll is sponsored by our friends over at Bold Foot Socks. I love Bold Foot Socks because they're comfortable and they look good. I said on the show a few times that I just like musicians who are just good people, and I feel the same way about companies I do business with. Bold Foot Socks are made in America. They're veteran-owned, and they give 5% of all their proceeds to veteran charities. We're both down with that. I post a picture on social media of the pair I'm wearing right now, but it's a little weird of uh, posting pictures of my feet. So instead, you can just go to boldfoot.com after you're done listening to us and check out all the amazing products that they have. And especially with the holidays coming up, they make great gifts. That's boldfoot.com. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox in McCusker's. It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy has called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Chunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. All right, so we're back from the commercial break. Thanks so much for sticking with us. So we're gonna now we're gonna move into some of the heavier stuff that we have on the yeah. list. Yeah, and uh, I got a couple bands on here. The first one that I and some of them are good, and some of them, you know, I we'll, we'll hear our opinions. The first one I had was Mastodon. And Love them. 
That was a band, Iggy. You were like, you messaged me today, and you were like, "Do you have Mastodon on the fucking list?" Because they they have to be. They're they're like carrying the torch of what metal was. I don't think there's been a heavier band that's done something like this since the Pantera. I think so. They're like um, Mm -hmm. but they're like prog. They're like progressive a little bit. Like some of the, they're more yeah, like yeah, they're they're a little bit they're a little progressive, absolutely. They're a little comp, I more complicated riffs and yeah, yeah, you know, more musicianship. Can yes. we play something from them? Sure. This is a uh, sickle and peace. This is a song like I'm trying to find like somewhat modern songs. Here you go. I really like them. It re- I really like progressive, some progressive rock. I like what they do. You know, yeah, it wasn't not- the heaviest thing that I've heard from them. That's that was kind of melodic what we heard. But I've seen them in concert. They opened up for Primus once. And most of the people, most of the crowd was there for Mastrodon. After Mastrodon got done playing, everybody kind of left. So did what you saw them in Philly? Yeah, they opened up for Primus. Yeah, because the warden and I went. The warden and I went to that same show in Asbury Park. Then you uh, probably seen Mastodon, and we missed most of the Mastodon because we were sitting outside the venue drilling beers. They're and, a really uh, we, great. We were there more to see. We were there more to see Primus. Sure, and, sure. Uh, you know, but I get it that Mastodon is more. They're you know, fucking contemporary. Great. Yeah, I, I believe that they're carrying the torch. You know, they're like underground. You know, you don't hear them on much, probably on any radio. Maybe you hear them on like Sirius, you know, uh, but on like free radio, I don't think you hear it on MMR or whatever yeah. your rock and roll channel is, wherever you come from out there. What is that like Octane on Sirius? They play it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. My buddy, uh, Sean from Atlanta, he's written it a couple times. He's really into them. Uh, He's a big heavy metal guy. He's been like, oh, dude, they're they're awesome. Um, yeah, so the next band I have on my list is Hailstorm, and I think they get a lot of attention because they have a female singer, and they're pretty heavy. And I think oh, you yeah. have a you have some little bit of history with them, right? Yeah, they're from the, the tri-state area. Uh, not sh- exactly sure where they were, where they're from, but I played with them many times on South Street at a place called Armadillos, or I can't remember, but also played the Dobbs with them and uh they were awesome then you know she was a superstar right off the bat like i never talked to her or anything like that because she she was like a she seemed like she was a star then i never knew that they were a local i never knew they were a local band to us yeah absolutely all right let me tell a little bit uh this is wicked days by hailstorm
I like that. I never really paid attention to them. No, it's rocking. It's definitely keeping rock alive. Somebody made it. Somebody made a comment in the bar. It's like, oh, you can't make it in a rock and roll band anymore unless you have a girl singer. I, was I, like, don't I, hear, I don't believe that at all. I hear it more and more on MMR or my rock channel that you, you're hearing these newer rock bands that they're pushing and they all have chick singers, man. Really? I don't. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't. I it's don't, something I noticed. We, it was a conversation that I had. Hmm. I mean, I'm thinking like, I don't know, like uh, Evanescence, but they're 20 years old. I don't even know right. if they're still making music anymore. I mean, she right. could fucking sing her ass off. I mean, she was. Yeah. All, you know, she could belt those notes. It was awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, Hailstorm is, you know, I, I have, I have no, I don't have much of an opinion either way. I'm like, people love cool. them. Yeah. People love them. My, I know my friends, they fucking travel to see them. Like when they go on tour. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, that's kind of weird to hear that, that you can't make it without a chick singer because that's also like a, it's such a male dominated, you know, like genre of music, like heavy I think rock. it used to be. I think I I think women are in charge now, like of the music scene. Hmm. I don't know. Like, look, we, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit later about Taylor Swift, what her concert tickets things are. You know, chicks sell, man. All right, man. And next, I had on the list is I had a band called Beartooth that I don't know shit about. My son, my oldest son, loves them, and he's gone and seen them at concert a couple times, like by himself. With his buddies. That's cool. I don't know. It's okay. They had me until the fucking chorus came in. They had me like, all right, all right, all right. And then the fucking chorus came in and it sounded like sunshine coming through a window. Yeah. There's again, man, there's just something about like the way the drum sounds is all this modern music just bugs the shit out of me. It sounds very tight, like the drums. Like it reminds me of how the drums used to sound for that band, Avenged Centerfold, how they're from yes, original. Yes, they're, yes, they're ori- yes. Their original drummer. Yes. His, his drums sound the same to me. Again, I love that, dude. Again, you're fucking on point. Avenged Centerfold, I didn't put them on here, and I should have. And tight is the sound, because it's like, yeah, there's not a lot of highs and lows, again, yeah. to it. Yeah, I, I think they are. these guys are making albums to, to make albums to sound good in a car prior to like sounding on headphones, you know, cause it sounds big. The sound, it sounds really big. It does, but right. It sounds big without the peaks and valleys of it. And I thought the point of having all the different size drums would be to get that different sound out of it. Yeah. I mean, the, the most drum that I picked out through that was the bass drum, like the double bass drum. And I don't know. That's what reminded me of Event Centerfold because like, they were dark at first. It was pretty dark, and I was they had me. And then the chorus came in, and it was like a totally different 
lame song. They turn into the they turn into Justin Bieber on me. So is maybe the double maybe the double bass drum is what I'm hearing, and I I'm not I'm not a musician, so I'm struggling to try to put it into words like what it means. But have you been hearing a lot of double bass on some of the shit that we've been playing? No, I haven't. It's okay. like the first. Right, it's so like the first time I've heard okay. something like a steady double bass. Okay. Um. All right, so other band, I had Godsmack and Shinedown on here. I don't like they've been around for a while. I don't think Godsmack's been around for fucking twenty five years. Yeah, we were working in a music store and they yeah. were out. And Shinedown yeah. is, I I like Shinedown a lot. I've seen them a couple times. I think my pretty- friends follow them like the Grateful Dead. Really? Yeah, they fucking love them. They like stalk them and everything, dude. My daughter and and my oldest son, they both really really like them. I've taken them to see them. Well, I like them too, but. I have no gripe against them, but you know, we've talked about them. I, there enough. You can, we don't need to talk about it here. I have a song by a band called Turnstile. They got, they just got nominated for a couple Grammys for like a best heavy metal performance. And, uh, here's a song called Mystery by Turnstile. And it sounds like it sounds like they grew up listening to some 41. Yeah. Like, you know, it's yeah, very, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it's very like uh overproduced, very no no real fucking thought into it. I don't know, but what the fuck do I know? I just have yeah. a podcast. So they they're up for best rock song and yeah, some other yeah, so that that's up for a Grammy for best rock song. I whatever, man. That it, it didn't do shit for me. No, but this is what rock and roll is now, man. Like, what the hell is this? Ugh. It had some. It had some yelling to it. it had a little bit of echo in it. I, I don't like know. I said, this it sounded like they grew up listening to that some forty one album, and they wrote a whole fucking. They made a whole career around it. So who is? Who is like responsible for this? Is it more like, is it the bands or is it like the producers that knowing that where we're going to listen to this shit, right? Cause you made a great point about like the headphones and, and you listen to it in your car and all this shit. Like are producers driving this shit? No, it's the fucking it's, record, it's the, the record. It's the, the owners of the record industry. It's, it's the big wigs. They fucking say what's cool. What's not cool. Um, they say how they wanted to make it sound like, you know, maybe they're the ones that are like, hey, people are only listening to music in these headphones now. That's always from get to point A to point B. That's all how they listen to music now. I mean, that like, could be like, a, a, you know, a, a, a presidential. Right. Decision. You know, right, I don't know. Right. Trump fucking ran on that. I'd be all about it. Like, <laughs> make America make rock and roll great again. I mean, like, listen to like. Here, let me just try something. Here's 10 seconds of this.
I'm going to play just the first 30 seconds of this to prove a point. Sounds like my refrigerator motor. Right. So that's the song we just heard. And then here's, listen to the first 30 seconds of this. Look how fucking dangerous that sounds. Yeah. This is a fucking intro. Right? This is an intro. Right? I don't everything, know what that... Everything like, we just said about that, the highs and lows getting cut off, like that, none of that is here. Yeah. This is an intro. Right. Whatever that Atari system sounding... Right. Like, Game Boy. Right. Doesn't sound like an old man. It's like, dude, rock and roll doesn't sound like that anymore. Doesn't sound dangerous. No, when definitely you, when not, you have, When you have bands come out of retirement that used to be dangerous and now they're old and pretending to be dangerous, there's something wrong. Sure. Right. You're, trying, wrong. you're telling all the 20-year-old kids, you know, you're torn as a 60-year-old man. And this know, is the, like, what we got. Right. Like, Much like we when we open the show to Bob Seger, I like that old-time rock and roll, right? Yeah. Or, like, yeah, you know, we both kind of said it at the same time, like, that'd be funny, ha-ha, because we're, you know, middle-aged dudes. But there was, some, there was, you know, there was some stuff I like. You got anything, anything? Yeah, dude, I've, yeah, I've got a, I got some bluesy rock, and I got the leftover bin. So the bluesy rock, I got two artists that I want to talk about. And the first one is Gary Clark Jr. This is where the whole idea for this show started, because a while ago, I stumbled across Gary Clark Jr., and I sent it to you, and I was like, Dude, this guy is fucking amazing. And I was like, can we do a show on can he save rock and roll? Um, and it's kind of became this bigger, this bigger kind of thing. I, I love Gary Clark Jr. Oh, yeah. I, I've known about him for years. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's terrific. Yeah. He's blues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk about it. Play something. All right. Low down Rolling Stone. I dude, I love it. I love. I that love song. it too. But it's a shame that he's so underground. Like he, I don't like he can be the savior of rock and roll if he sells like eight hundred thousand more records. And he's not the savior of rock and roll because just rock and roll. The music industry is just not paying attention to him anymore. No, nope, nope. Right, no. it's not. It has nothing to do with him being a, being black. I think we're, no, it's nothing I think, to do with that right, whatsoever. We're, we're fucking past that, you know. But he, but his sure shit would probably draw more attention if the spotlight was on him, right? I just totally, yeah. You know, I just, uh, dude, he could I've sing, him, he could play guitar. Like I've seen him featured in different movies and stuff like that. People know who he is. I think, like, art artist kind of guys or musician snobs like us know who he is. Um. You know, I, I I think he has an underground following. I think he, he can play bigger venues like the Met in Philadelphia or the Fillmore. You know, 
I, 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 I feel like he has a great underground following. I don't hear any kids playing his music. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's definitely it's not pop music, but rock and roll isn't pop music anymore. Our yeah. um, you know, our buddy Lance over at the Yesterday's Concert podcast um did an episode on him, and he said he was disappointing. Said he didn't he didn't rip it as much as he expected, but I'm I'm still holding out, man. That Gary Clark Jr. is uh, you know, is is the Obi Wan Kenobi of rock and roll. Uh, we'll go see him. He comes around. We'll go yeah, check dude, him out. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get our own opinion about it. Yeah. Um. I had another dude in the bluesy category that I found today just kind of digging around. And I sent you his guy, Cedric Burnside. Yeah, I dug this. Is a song called We Made It. Dude, I, this was great. Here you go. I don't know where you would ever hear that on the radio, but I probably really WXPN. Do you know WXPN? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of XPN World is, Cafe. Yeah, the w- World Cafe. Yeah, yeah. For you definitely hear that on there. People not from Philly. That's kind of like a like NPR, National Public Radio. Like, it's not NPR. No, it's like a independent. They play like indie music kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. They play hear- a lot of a lot of Grateful Dead, a lot of Fish, a lot of. Um, like alternative things like you, you would hear more C on there. And then the next thing you'd hear is Willie Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Great channel. Yeah. I really dug that guy, man. I just stumbled across him today reading about the, the Grammys, I think. And I just started Googling. I'm like, Oh man, this is, this is really, really bitchy. Yeah. I listened to him this morning. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I think now I'm down to kind of the odds and ends bend of shit that doesn't fit in any other category. So I got some stuff that, uh, if frankly that I like and that my kids like and some other people have recommended to me. So the first one would be a band called the happy fits that my daughter loves. She even, when we took the commercial break, she came running in with a unit talk about the happy fits. So I, she saw them open for somebody and now she's like, I'm going to go see them all over the place. So, uh, Let's let me hear let's, them. Let's hear. Yeah. So this is a song called Mary. Mary. Mary's an animal, as sick as they come. Taste of a cannibal on top of a tongue. She'll fill you with love and then drink out your blood. She's trying to kill me, but I just want your Okay. Is that a cello? It did. Yes. Yeah. She said they so had a cello. It, they have a cello player always yes. in the in every song. Yes. And it's electrified. Yeah. Were they called the Happy Fits? Right on, man. 
It was it's different. And I the like cello, that. The cello worked, right? It's like, yeah. It's it was, very deep. It's very got my metal. attention. Right. And, and totally. the deep, it has a deepness that you don't hear in a lot of other pop music, right? We keep talking Not about how thin everything is. So I was digging that as much as uh, I was kind of breaking, breaking our stones. Like, oh, okay, some obscure ass band you're going to see. Um, I dug that. All right. So the rest of these are, this is all like very personal, like, fuck it. This is stuff that I like. Um, do you know a band called Lucero? Nope. Okay. They're a kind of country punk band. I've seen them open for social distortion. They have a new song called One Last F.U. Here you go. Yeah. I love his voice. I love it. What's the name that of that? Lucero. They um they had a couple songs in the opening of like The Walking Dead for a while. Um, okay. I would say they're the best band nobody's ever heard of. They're like a said they're a country punk band. He just he sounds like he just ate a roll of cig- uh, fiberglass insulation. <laughs> He's just got a cool voice. I like I like them a lot. All right. What else I got on here? Chuck Reagan, he's kind of been around for a while. He was in a band, uh, Hot Water Music. Okay. Kind of a punk band. Um, he's had some solo stuff. And I'm playing this just because it has a very personal connection to me and it's kind of modern. And right, here you go. This is a song called Something May Catch Fire. Cool. I love that song. I How'd you come it. across that song? Dude, that's actually a pretty funny story. So I, I work with a guy um, who is in my company's office in Germany, and he went to college in the United States. And he was over here for a meeting, and he's really into, like, the Ramones and everything, and I love talking about music. And I'm like, you know, oh, you're German, and you you like the Ramones? And he's like, yeah, do you know the Chuck Reagan? And I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about. He's like, you have to listen to the Chuck Reagan. Holy shit. And, and he heard him, like, when he was in college in, like, Wichita, Kansas, he saw him come through on a concert. Yeah, I mean. Really cool. Very and cool. And he's, he's in a punk band called Hot Water Music that uh, is kind of, I don't think they're really around anymore, but. What was the name of the guy that we just heard? Chuck Reagan. Chuck Reagan. Yeah. Love he's it. Got, he's got, like, three or four albums, man. Really, really cool. I dig his sound. Right on. Yeah. A little, little bit of a uh, some orchestral kind of shit going on. So I, I got, th- I got three more. One was um a, a a girl called Courtney Barnett that a friend of mine, my buddy Dan from Boston, messaged me and said, 
check this girl out. She's pretty, like, rock and roll. So, I'm going to play this, and if it sucks, we'll just cut it out. This is called Pedestrian at Best. I like it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was digging it. I like it. I thought it was very like punk, yeah, Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, it was groovy. Yeah, yeah, it was groovy. I like. Okay. That. All right. And the last artist I have on the list is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah, you th- we. I remember the name. I don't. Uh... It's weird as shit. And I had never really listened to him. And I know, again, like our, our buddy Lance over at the Yesterday's Concert podcast is a really big fan. And I put a little bit of credence in everything that he says. And then a couple of our, um, you know, being on the podcast, the Pantheon Podcast Network, there's like a Slack channel where people talk about what they're listening to. And this came up and all kinds of people were like, dude, they're great. They're great. They're great. And I was like, I, I don't get it. And they're like, well, you have to go see him live. And then I heard this one song and I was kind of like, I was feeling a little bit. So they're a jam band. And I, and I asked you figuring that, that you would, you know, you'd probably be more into this kind of shit than me, but I heard, I heard of them, you know, so let me yeah, hear it. Here you go. This is the uh, Magenta Mountain. Too electronic for me. Yeah, it's it's really eccentric. I figured you wouldn't. I'd be curious to hear what you thought. Like, I could see maybe being in the jam band world. There's a electronic jam band called the Disco Biscuits, and maybe they fit okay. in with. Maybe they fit in with them, but I don't really like Disco Biscuits. So, okay. I don't. I don't know. I really didn't like it. I thought it was All kind right. of boring. Yeah, I've heard that. Like live, they're really good. But I also don't think I could sit through that live. It's kind of boring, man. Yeah, it's just not my. It's just not my bag. But not right. my bag, baby. Well, we listened to I don't know thirty different artists tonight, and did we? We, we came a, pretty goddamn pretty close. Show. Yeah, man. It was a long show, man. We're at the. We know my clock in two hours. I think we're gonna go over that tonight. But whatever, man. We'll we'll figure it out. We haven't gone over two hours in a while. All right, some second thoughts. Um, the only second thoughts, I got a couple second thoughts. It's really very selfish. The first one is we just recorded a spot for the Song Facts Podcast annual Christmas special along with all of our Pantheon friends. So if you're into music, you've probably gone on the songfacts.com just by accident. You're Googling for some shit about what certain songs mean and everything else. But they have a podcast, and it's really cool. And they do a Christmas episode every year where they ask all the other shows on Pantheon to contribute. And we're on there. We were on there last year. It was really great to contribute. 
And we've got our own Christmas special, our third annual. I don't believe I'm fucking saying that. It's unreal, bro. The third annual Christmas special is going to be coming out soon. And is uh, Santa finally going to visit visit us this year? I hope so, man. He, he took skipped a shit, over us late last couple. He took years. a shit down my chimney the last the one year. <laughs> so. Well, you were a bad guy, or you know. I woke up the one morning, dude. The last two years, I woke up on the Christmas morning, and the warden was in my house. Holy <laughs> shit! Man, how like bad am I been? That's like coal in your stocking. Plus, oh, yeah. And a second, a second, second thoughts is if you ever read popmatters.com, they're pretty big, like uh, online music magazine. I have an upcoming article on Johnny Cash's American Four album that he did with Rick Rubin. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. If uh, I spent the first 20 years of my career as a writer, so it's kind of cool to get the dust that off and write a little bit. It was That's like awesome. kind of. Dude, it was awesome being like, oh, write a three to five page paper on this album. And it was like, like ooh, a, glad, I, gladly will. And I'm up to like six and a half pages and I'm still, <laughs> I have to submit it tomorrow. Uh, dude, I went, it was like, but I used our episode on Johnny Cash That's and great. Rick Rubin is a big, uh, inspiration. And I went back and I listened to it and I was like, man, we did a great job on that episode. I haven't, I, I don't really go to our catalog and listen to our shows, but. I, I really enjoyed that one because, yeah. you know, Johnny Cash is a original rocker. No yeah. matter what kind of music he was, he was a Hellraiser rocker. Yeah, it was cool to get to um, and especially to try to write something that's supposed to be like a uh, an academic paper about Johnny Cash was really cool. It's kind of, you know, I'm a, I'm a nerd and it was cool yeah. to do that. And it was also to go back and listen to our episode. I'm like, we did a good job on that. So. Second cool. thoughts are kind of all about, you know, stroking us off. But that's okay, man. It's our show. We'll do, we'll do what we want. All right. Music news. I got a whole bunch of shit on here. So some stuff that you want to talk about. So the first one was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame held their induction ceremony in Los Angeles on November 5th. The class included Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Eminem. The Rhythmics, Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, and Carly Simon. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other, you know, like early influencers and shit like that. Judas Priest got in for music excellence. But the biggest moment is the jam that they hold at the end of the show. The last couple of years, they haven't had a jam. Yeah, they haven't really had a big, it's not a, it hasn't been a big like ceremony. Yeah. Uh, but this year, was several artists got back up on stage. You know, like I mean to me the biggest jam was the one where like when Prince was playing oh, and he yeah. was like he was just tearing it up. Yeah. Um yeah. so but this year was uh Dolly Parton, she got up and sang Jolene and it was like all these other like Simon LeBon from Duran Duran, Andy Lennox, Cheryl Crow, Brandy Carlisle, Pat Benatar, but Rob Halford from Judas Priest got in and he was singing <laughs> Jolene with her and he was like, he was leaning it and he's got, you know, the, the leather jacket with all the studs all over it. And, uh, he's a big Dolly Parton guy. He kept saying like he kept trying to get a picture of her with doing the devil horns behind her and <laughs> stuff like that. You know, he's an older dude now. He's got all well, white he's a, hair. He's a, he's a closet gay man his whole life. I'm right. sure he loved Dolly Parton. Right. You know? And I, and I would love, actually, we should do an episode on them too. Like his, when he finally stepped out and be like, dude, I'm gay. And, you know, like at first they rejected him and then like he's back and it was like, dude, who gives a shit, man? Dude, you can sing your ass off. You know, I just, Johnny I never, Hanford. yeah, right. That's I never, great. I never, I never got any of that kind of stuff. And when he got ostracized and, you know, all that shit. Out but, the band and shit. Right. It's like, dude, you fucking rock and roll. Who cares? He put a great album out when he left. 
that new metal kind of song. That new metal. No, album? it was the band that was called Fight, and they they were like fucking heavy. They yeah, were really he had, heavy. He had like a solo album too in the late nineties. What is called Two or Halford? I don't remember. But it was like I remember watching the videos and like this is pretty bitching. Um, but the uh, yeah, so the anything it's on. It's on uh, YouTube. It's all bootlegged right now because the official show premieres on November nineteenth on HBO. I and will I'm be sure watching. It. So, I'm I'm looking forward to it. The jam is always a good time, and uh, it's really cool to get to see uh, some of the band. I I really like the Eurythmics. I was really glad they got in. Um, two more stories. The first one was Taylor Swift. So you want to talk about this a little bit? Holy tonight. shit, dude! This is like unreal with these tickets. So Taylor Swift tickets went on sale for her upcoming tour, and the results were predictable. The site crashed, fans were locked out, and then the tickets flooded the after-sales market for way more money than face value. So a floor ticket at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey was listed right now for $21,600. Uh, Atlanta, thirty-five grand, and Glendale, Arizona, $17,000. No, see? Like... I don't know what the fuck's going on with you. Nobody's paying why that. Do they, why do they think people have this kind of money? Nobody's paying that to see that. I bet somebody will. I, I Dude, I don't know. Like, I work for a very large company that's like a $6 billion a year in revenue. We're, we're not paying that. We're not buying that for anybody. We're not. Like, just yeah. nobody's. Nobody's. Like, there's more in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, it's at crazy. some point. And, you know, when that happens and there's a bunch of senators are tweeting, like, Live Nation and uh, Ticketmaster should never have been able to merge and it's collusion and all that. Like, you know, as much as I'm a free market kind of guy, I it, nobody's fucking buying those tickets. There's nobody. See, like, the Fish fans are all making fun of, like, this whole fiasco with her tickets because this is, like, what happens when Fish goes on sale all the time. Like, uh, get used to it, bitch. You know what I mean? This is what always happens. But not for that money. Not for that kind of money. But just so many people want tickets, it shuts down. And then, like you said, other people buy the tickets and you have to go secondhand shopping. But you feel like it, you know, at some point in your life, you're like, okay, I'm just, it is what it is. I'm going to pay it. Yeah, but it's not like it's like, John Lennon come back to life playing with right, the not, not 21 grand. I mean, she's going to have a fucking HBO special anyway at the end of the fucking right. run. Right. I think I'd rather I, go see Pink's show. She's coming around. Yeah, she's playing um, downtown Philadelphia too, right? Is she? No, I didn't read that. I thought I, thought I she know she's playing, playing like uh, she's playing Fenway. I don't know where she's playing anywhere. She's playing somewhere in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure yeah. where. Yeah, and Pink is a you know, she's a Philly, she's a Philly girl. You know, and yeah, and the, I don't knock on, we talked about Taylor Swift a little bit last episode. I don't, I don't knock on her. There's nothing, I have nothing against her music. It's not my, not my bag, but it's just pop music. Um, I think I, she, t- I ain't paying t- 20 grand to see her. She takes advantage of her fans because they're so in love with her that they will pay that money. And, you know, she's all about it. She's all okay. about it. All right. Uh, the last story I had was the Grammy nomination. So the 2023 Grammy nominations are out. Uh, in case you listen to the Who Gives a Shit Network, 
and I pulled up a list of the best rock songs and the best rock albums. So the best rock songs are Red Hot Chili Peppers, Turnstile, Brandy Carlisle, The War on Drugs, and Ozzy and Jeff Beck. We didn't talk about half of those artists. No. So the Red Hot Chili Peppers, we, you know, we acknowledged at the beginning. Turnstile, we talked about. Brandy Carlisle, I have no idea who the fuck that is. I know who she is. Yeah, I don't. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm an old man, get off my lawn. The War on Drugs, I like them. Um, I think I had them in my notes. I didn't talk about them. They're, uh, they're a Philly band. Do you know, uh, do you ever listen to Kurt Vile? No. He's like a local. He was in the, the War on Drugs. He split off. Kind of cool. And Ozzy, you know, of course is Ozzy. Um, the best rock albums, the, uh, nominees are the Black Keys, Elvis Costello, Idols, Machine Gun Kelly, Ozzy, and Spoon. We talked about a couple of them. And, I don't know. Dude, I don't care. The Grammys are clueless. All yeah. those motherfuckers are so clueless about what is dessert. What, who needs an award for music anyway? Yeah. I mean, and it almost makes you think like Ozzy's just going to win it anyway because he's Ozzy. You're right. He's ill and he's old. And there was one in there that 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 I like the the idea of them winning. Who was the second nominee? You said Elvis Costello. Yes, I like him a lot. He's coming in. He's uh, coming. Yeah, I like to go see February. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, we'll, let's check out the dates, man. See if we can make it happen. He um, yeah, he he had like a cancer scare. A while ago, he was he was kind of ill, and he's getting older. And yeah, I like I like him a lot, and I like to see him before yeah. he before I've seen him. Here we talk. I've oh, seen have him. you? I've seen him with the guys from the Grateful Dead at Radio City Music Hall. No shit. He came out and sang all the Jerry parts. No shit. Yeah, it was great. It was amazing. We have to do the um, we have to do a concert memories show. All right, uh, electric chair. You want to kill that Bon Jovi song? Fucking right. All right. Because it's getting close to Christmas. All right. Cool. All right. So now we're going to move on to the electric chair. And whether you've been listening to us for a long time or not, the electric chair is when we kill a song because it stinks. We started that way back in episode four, and here we are on episode 52. And before we did this show, we recorded a bit for the Song Facts podcast on our favorite Christmas song. We did one around uh, Fairytale in New York by the Pogues. And we were talking a little bit about the Bon Jovi cover and how it's the absolute worst song of all time. And we said, we're going to, you know, Christmas is going to be here. By the time we listen to this, it's going to be really close to Thanksgiving. So we're going to kill Fairytale in New York by jo- John Bon Jovi. Oh, dude, it's so bad. I, we we trash canned this before too like i think in our christmas episode of bad christmas now i i say on the show all the time i grew up listening to bon jovi they were one of my favorite bands growing up i am so fucking embarrassed of this i'm embarrassed of what he's been doing for the last 10 years the song is actually um if you watch it on youtube the comments are disabled because it had so many bad comments it's fucking awful i mean it's just when it okay the man can sing a ballad he's doing okay here we'll wait till it picks up but the song is not it's not supposed to sound good right it's I like know, but he can't, it's Shane McGowan with his broken teeth in his you know fucking right 
You're drunk, you're a bum, he, no, you're a slut. He's the last you're a slut, person. Old slut on drunk. He's the last. John Bon Jovi's the last person that should be singing this fucking song. His teeth are too nice to begin with. It'd be like, like Sinatra sang it or something. So, I'd believe right? it. I'd believe it more. I don't believe it. John Bon Jovi singing this song. Sammy Davis Jr. singing it. Yeah. I just want to hear him sing the upbeat part. God, it sounds awful. He's trying to sound like the Irish accent. Yeah, like he's too. acting. Like he's acting. He's like he's like profound Italian guy. He he like comes out. I'm an Italian guy, bro. We normally we normally talk over all these like. There's not many of these songs that we play that we're like we're speechless. I'm so embarrassed of what he's been doing for the last ten years, dude. He needs to stop and get. He needs to get Richie Sambor back in the band and be a nostalgic band instead of going out there and doing new things. Let's just fucking kill it, dude. We sentence you to death. I had a. So I had a supplemental. Um, Music news story that so Richie Sambora was somewhere recently and somebody asked him about like, Hey, are you thinking about rejoining the band? And he was like, We're talking about it. Yeah. They're gonna was, have go ahead. No, I'm I'm scrolling to the part of my notes. It's still fucking the song's still playing. Uh, yeah, so Richie Sambora admitted that he's had some discussions with his bandmates in Bon Jovi about rejoining the band. He was at a red carpet event and they said, would you guys play the 2023 Glastonbury Festival, which is like a, you know, the huge UK festival. And he said, it's a possibility we're having a lot of talks about it. Well, so next maybe. year, next year is their 40th anniversary. So, so maybe. you're, you're going to see them tour with Richie Sambor. Though they fucking better. They're going to lose a lot of fucking money. Yeah. John Bon Jovi goes out and still thinks he can write new albums and go out and play those fucking songs live. And not play like the nostalgic songs because he can't fucking do it out. Richie Sambor, he sounds awful because those guys' harmony is like fucking amazing together. John singing without Richie is like peanut butter without jelly. But all really, that, all that shit we just talked about, all those music, all that bands, imagine like, you know, those two come in and they just, you know, hey, we're here. Right? And they just like, rip it the fuck apart. Right, right. I don't know, Bruce. I think we need them. Get off my lawn. Right. All right, so that's a wrap on episode 52. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform and tell a friend about us. Man, listen to all this music. We're I'm fucking exhausted from I am. all this stuff. Holy uh, shit. Man. If you're, if you want to hear all this kind of stuff and you're looking, if you're an old, uh, get off my lawn kind of person like us and you want to hear some of this new music, we did the work for you, man. You can just hop on Spotify. You can check out the podcast playlist that we put together. There's a link in our show notes. And if you're looking for a link in the show notes, you can also find out a link to prison of the rock and roll.com. 
There's a link to our Facebook and our Twitter accounts. And if you're not down with social media, you can always email us at show at prisoner to rock and roll dot com. So, uh, final thought, man. Have a very merry Thanksgiving, dude. We'll be back after Thanksgiving, you know, and, uh, and very happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. And, uh, you know, we'll be back. We got a couple episodes left. I think we're going to be winding down season two. Yeah, my man. Yeah. I, I, time flies, my man, with this show. We normally end with a Christmas episode. So I think we're going to have, figure out what we're going to do that. We know what we're going to do. And that'll be our finale. And then uh, we'll be ready to rock and roll for season three. I'm, I'm amazed that we're even saying that. <laughs> uh, they're stuck with us. People are stuck with us now. I love it. I love it. All right. We'll be back in two weeks. Keep on rocking. Peace out. I'm just a prisoner. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.